Good grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a magnanimous day. It's your girl, Yammy, a.k.a. Yams B. Sam. And you are now listening to Can I Be Honest? Can I be honest? And I know I've been saying this a lot, but I really mean it. I'm so I'm super I'm super happy to be having a conversation with one of my friends who's such an influencer. <laughs> His name is Bruce. Um, Bruce. I, 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 we talk about how we met that, and I don't I don't necessarily remember too much about it. But with us, it it's just kind of like I I went from not knowing him to knowing him. Um, and now he's just kind of like a thing or a person that's stuck in my life forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Either way, he had some really, really, um, it was a fun conversation. He had some really great things to say about kind of the thing, the work that he does in the community, specifically with influencing fathers to be more active in their child's um, educational life. And um, I am looking forward to you guys hearing this. And if you want to check this out, um, on video he was in the don't rush challenge so he's kind of popular and famous and all that so if you want to see him you can go to my youtube channel at yammy ministries youtube um just type in yammy y-a-m-i-e uh space ministry and um you can also watch it but first a message from our sponsor i'm recording now okay well grace and peace uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are having a magnanimous day. It is your girl, Yammy, a.k.a. Yams B. Sand. And you are now tuned in to Can I Be Honest? And today I have the pleasure, the plaisir of, um, uh, I guess, semi-interviewing or developing my interviewing skills with one of, another one of my long-term homies if you guys have been following the thank god i'm haitian um series for can i be honest i've been introducing you to some of my favorite people who are doing some wonderfully magnanimous things in the community and this one this is a face that you might recognize on um what's that the don't rush challenge (laughs) the don't rush challenge with a lot of his frats i had to bring out my purple lipstick just for him because he is a proud member of one of my favorite fraternities, Omega Psi Phi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he is also a Zof, and he rep- he reps it really proudly. And his name is Brucey. Yo, what's <laughs> up, Yami? Hi, my baby. Now, Bruce is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people, and quite honestly. I don't really know how we met. I know that we both went to the University of Florida, but I don't know how we got together. Do you know how we met? Yeah, man. It was, I'm, I'm sure the cues was doing like an orange, um, something at the orange and brew, <laughs> and a voice that they was telling me about that was Haitian named Yemi. And I said, ain't no Haitian's name, no Yemi. <laughs> and I know of. Uh, and then that's how we met, cause we had like a uh, we had like an event during Founders Day, uh, Founders Week, and um, I'm sure that's how you came up, Elworthy, 
is 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 very instrumental in the Miramar area in Miami area <laughs> down there. So I he he brought it up. He brought you up, girl. That's my friend. Elworthy and I went to elementary, I think a little bit of middle and some high I can't I can't remember if we went to high school, but elementary for sure I remember that Elworthy, who's also a proud member of Omega Psi Phi, but also yeah. one of my very I've known him for a long time. And so that makes sense. He might he probably was the the catalyst. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, you wrote me. I was literally, I was racking my brain. I was just kind of like, I knew I met Bruce, it, it, but it, it to me, it it went from, it went from not knowing you in my mind to knowing you, and then you becoming a part of my life. <laughs> hey, dope, dope vibes, dope vibes. That's what it is. It attracted the dope vibes. That's true. That's true. Bruce and I graduated from the University of Florida in two thousand eight. Um. Oh, <laughs> let me bring this up. Because uh, Bruce, first of all, we were sitting next to each other. And I guess at the graduation, we graduated during the summertime. So during the summertime graduations, I don't think they put people in like um, order as far as last names or something like that. Your last name is Victor. My last name at the time was Marcellus. So um, we were sitting next to each other. And Bruce turns to me as we're walking up the stage. And he's like, yo, I'm finna hop. And all I keep thinking about was, yeah, this brother's not going to hop in front of my, in front of in front of my name being called. <laughs> so <laughs> true to his true to his nature, Bruce got up, he hopped across the stage. Yeah, I let man. I let two people go in front of me <laughs> and I let them call my name after that so that my name could be heard. Because I was a pillar in UF history too. <laughs> <laughs> Black excellence again, Black excellence at the oh, university. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, so Bruce was uh, born and raised in Polk County. Like I said before, he is also Haitian. Can you talk about maybe the cultural demographic in Polk County? Um, in Polk County, we do have a lot of Haitians. Uh, Winter Haven, I'm sure people heard about that. Lakeland, Haines City um, area, we do have a lot of Haitians here. Um, the thing is, Orlando is right next door. So we do have, we don't have the Miami type for a lot of their South Florida type of those where you go on every corner and it's a Haitian there, but we do have a lot of Haitians here. Do you think that you were like outside of your family? I assume that you have like a lot of family that lives in that area generally, but do you think outside of your family, there was kind of um, room for you to promote your Haitian culture in Polk County? Um, of course, now coming up as Haitian, it wasn't easy um, here because we we was victim of the, uh, oh, Haitian beat cat doing all this and some people ashamed of being Haitian. But, you know, we, of course, we're going to stand up for ourselves down here. We're going to have to get in a few tussles around here. But then again, it's all good. We respect it um, now. And I don't think. Uh, it, it wasn't that hard. Yeah. Okay. So, but but you did experience some of that that back uh, uh, again. Um, if you haven't caught any of the previous has, uh, uh, kind of uh, shows um, in the '90s, being uh, being a foreigner in general wasn't really popular. You know, not as popular as it was like in the 2000s when people were promoting it a lot. But in the '90s, specifically, being uh, out, uh, being you were a victim to not just like white Americans, but even Black Americans too. 
um, because you weren't a part of whatever. It, it, I don't know if it's a crab mentality. It's a, it's a mentality that I think that is just kind of like, let me make me feel better by putting you down. Right, right. And it's a look. I felt like it was a look like this is what you look like, whether you Jamaican, whether you uh, Trini, whatever, whatever. Mm. Um, you don't look like us. You look like that. You know what I mean? So, oh, but we, we real rich and pride around here. We do represent every day, all day. Um, so, yeah, we don't make it hard. It is, it is what it is. Do you think that there's a there's more of a uh, uh, an expression of pride in the community in Polk County than there was? Yeah, yeah, County? yeah. We um we were to do like a Haitian flag day here, mm. um, in our community, which it got canceled because of this uh whatever, mm. whatever. But um, it, it is a, a a big sense of pride here, even through the high schools. You see the Haitian flags going through the high schools, the middle schools. So we do represent. 1,000 out here. When Bruce crossed uh, to be a, a member of Omega Side 5, boy, he came out with this thick, long, big drop nope. It was a huge, it was a huge, I said, it had it wrapped around him. I said, oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm going to let him know every day, all day. They already know when I come through, they go Bruce. And they already know. <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. Okay, so now from the context of growing up in a Haitian household, what were some pluses, what were some minuses of growing up in a Haitian ho household? Start with the, the positives. Okay, the pluses, um, one thing Haitians will teach you how to do is go to work. Like they'll teach you how to grind, whether it's um, your mama going to housekeeping um, to do like the little things, clean up after people just so you can survive and do the things that you do. Um, or whether it's your daddy going out and doing whatever he does. He'll pick up little jobs in the laundry, um, orange groves, uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Go to New York. A lot of Haitians from down here was known to go to New York to deal with apples a lot. So it's a lot of sacrifices that they make that taught me um, at this age how to make my own sacrifices and how to grind. So I, I just look back on it like, man, my mama just went to I'm going to go to work and do housekeeping at Disney. Been working there for like 25 years. So why do I complain about the things that I do? Um, and I shouldn't, you know what I mean? So I'm not the person that I complain because they don't complain. They they just go to work and make sure there's food in the refrigerator. Um, you know, they cook. They come home to cook and make sure you fed after work, a long shift of work. You say, well, I just did like 30, 40 rooms, then I'm coming home to cook. And then football practice was another thing. Track and field practice was another thing, making sure I get there. So they they did take care of me in that aspect, and they taught me how to grind. I mean, that's a fact. Haitians know how to hustle. Most, not, not to discredit any other culture or people, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, but Haitians, we know, um, in uh instill that hard work hustle mentality and and what you're saying is something that we brought up in our episode with christine who's a mental health professional about um that not complaining aspect every time you get to the point where you feel like you might be saying something that's a complaint it's just kind of like why am i complaining because the people that that raised me did more than i'm doing now so obviously i shouldn't complain that is a that is a kind of 
a a general theme I guess I'm seeing quite often. Mm-hmm. And it was basically bottom of the barrel work. They didn't care what they really did. You know what I'm saying? And looking at us, we went to college. You know, so they sacrificed themselves for us to do what we have to do. Whether it was uh, the resiliency of coming across the waters, you know, some came on boats, some came on planes. However, they got here, uh, they really did sacrifice themselves. Whether it was life or death, to come here to do what we did, do what we're doing now. So um, even leaving their families, you know, leaving their families back in Haiti to sacrifice or whatnot. So it should be a whole book written on that. That part. About the sacrifice. So that that was the positives of it for me. What about the negatives? What are some, I mean, it's being, I would argue that being Haitian is not easy. (laughs) Growing up in a Haitian household was not necessarily easy. But for you, what were some negatives in being raised in a Haitian household? Um, I think the biggest negative was comparison. Mm. Sometimes in a Haitian household, oh, I need you to be like this person. Because they going to do this. They going to be the doctor. They going to be the lawyer. I need you to do this just like them. Um, and that was, that'll drive me crazy. You know, do not compare me. I'm your child, but don't compare me to nobody else outside this household. Yeah. whatnot if it's not uh, my brothers and my sisters um and all of us different in certain ways don't compare me to the next person and that's one of the things that <laughs> Asians do a lot like I need you to be like this person and um you know the 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 stereotypes of the dreadheads you know what I'm saying like they 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 assume that dreadheads are not perfect individuals or people with gold teeth, not good individuals. Um, that type of vibe, like it was the negative vibe for me in the Haitian household, but we all made it. <laughs> that we did. <laughs> that, that we did. And, but I do agree with you. Like even um, for me, I don't know if I experienced that part from my 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 parents specifically but I know I felt it outwardly I would get from other parents while their kids were probably near me and be like well why don't you be like so and such and I'm just kind of like that's a mansfield that you don't even you don't even want because what it brings division between you and your friend you know what I'm saying right and then if when you do fall because we're human so we have our peak uh, we have our peaks and our valleys well, you do fall, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, I don't even want to be around you because then I'm going to be the person that you like. Don't be like that now, you know? Yeah, and that's that's one thing that is the gossip part. Yeah. You know what I mean? The gossip about, don't, don't talk about other people's kids sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it can happen to your own kids or whatnot, but the gossip part is and bringing other people's kids down is is is, is a problem. Yeah, you know we don't always do it, but you got some that do it. it. It happens in every culture. Yeah, I agree. You know, but that's that's a big. Now, do you think that there was a difference in the way your parents maybe raise you versus your sister, your, you and your brothers versus you and your sister? Do you think that there's a difference in how, and and not pl- not even from a negative or positive perspective, but just a different kind of vent, uh, perspective of how your parents raised your sisters versus how they raised you and your brothers? My dad is laid back with the boys. You know, um, my mom was not. 
<laughs> you know, she 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 was the one that oh I gotta drop this hammer, you know, on these boys so they don't uh, stray away, uh, do the things that they you know that the outside world is doing. Mm. But um, on the girls, oh they couldn't go nowhere. You know, it, it, it was a big problem with um, homecoming where the self esteem just went down. Like I don't want to go um, because my mama is not gonna let me go. Mm. What not? So it's it was the fear of I'm gonna go out here. I'm gonna get pregnant. Um, like they're very very protective of of the female, you know. And that's that's natural. You want them to do all this. You want them to have the chicken clean and the and the viand clean by the time you get home. And there was a lot of chores that they had to do while the boys just was we just was chilling, you know. At times they'll get tough on different things, but like going out, what time you came home? It's, if I if you say what time you came home in a Haitian household, it's 1245, you came home at one in the morning. Anything past half 30 minutes, you came home at one o'clock. You didn't come home at 1230, you came home at one o'clock. So um, I'm Haitian don't play in that aspect. And then it, it, it was different for my sister them because if, if they would have came in at, that time it would have been all night fuss or whatnot probably would have called off and still fussed um and they they didn't get the same treatment that it, it was a big it, it was a big difference i wonder i often wonder why though i mean i know i you, you kind of alluded to it where you were talking about you know the potential of becoming pregnant and i guess for a woman who has to hold the child versus a man who doesn't necessarily have to hold a child or whatever or like doesn't even have to be a part of the life until like there's some reason to i can i can understand that but essentially too if you have a son who's out hanging out and he gets a girl pregnant that's equally mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a problem too <laughs> haitians didn't see it like that man haitians haitians definitely didn't see it like that you know i guess the boys was the protector and they can they can handle their own while girls are out here. The, the girls are out here, and then boom, you yeah. know anything can happen to them. And then that's a big fear that she can't protect herself, mm. or whatever the case may be. And I, I need her to be here with me at my house and my household. My daddy wasn't too tough on them, but my the mama, the mama didn't really, really play. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with perception too. You don't. For for I think for men in some to some regard, and this is cross cultural it seems like, um, but for a, in the black diaspora, let me say that. But mm-hmm. um, cross culture it seems like what was I gonna say? For um for men, for men you were kind of allowed to sow your wild oats and that was natural. But for women, we don't want you to have the perception of being that kind of girl. Cause that's mm-hmm. problematic and perception perception for Haitians is a, is a big thing. You know what I'm saying? Being viewed a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I can, in one, in, to one respect, I understand it. I respect it. Um, it, for me, uh, for me being a parent, it's not something that I'm fully engulfed in wrapped in. I, I probably take like, um, that kind of stuff. And, and again, I don't even know if my parents are really that, Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to really dig deep to think about it. But for that kind of stuff, when it comes to raising my daughter, I, I'm, I, it's important that she doesn't feel 
I don't know. I'm trying to find a balance between. Yeah. Yeah. Not being so hard on that kind of thing, like being free to be, you know, you in full and Mm -hmm. not just because you're a girl, you have to cook, you have to clean and, you know, all that other stuff, but teaching her those qualities too. So I'm trying to find a balance, but for you, I know Mm -hmm. you don't have kids yet, but you do mentor a ton of kids and we'll kind of get into your profession um, a little bit after that. You do mentor a lot of kids. How do you Mm -hmm. think having that experience influences how you interact with children and how you might be as a father? Um, well, I'm the I'm the tough love one, tough love. But I, I I do love you. I tell kids all the time, man, I do love you, but this love gonna be tough. You know, depending and they they choose. I I think they this is what it is. They choose the way I act. Mm. Sometimes that makes sense. You know, if if it's one that I see about to fall off the edge, I like man, I got to hold on to you. You know what I mean? And I, I, I teach you a certain way, um, probably show you videos of certain people and, and show you different avenues that this person done took um, that didn't work well that you're doing. You know what I mean? So I try to blend in as much information as possible to help whoever, you know, um, whoever make it. And that's a that is important to me. I'm interested to see Bruce as a daddy. It's going to be funny to watch. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be loving it. If it's a girl, I, I let mama, I, I, I let Michelle handle it. If it's, if it's me, if it's a boy. You're going to be so soft. As a, if you a dad girl, you'd be so soft. Hey, you seen Kobe Bryant, right? <laughs> okay, then. We're going to be the same way. We're going to be the same way. We're going to be hooked to the hip. Oh, God. Okay. Talk about um, your profession. Tell the people what you do professionally. Um, if you want to list where you, where you do it at, that's fine. But if you don't, I understand too. Um, I'm a school administrator at Chain of Lakes um, Elementary in Winter Haven. So what I do is I handle all discipline uh, at the school. And um, I, I do some side stuff like handle all the fathers as well. So any program that gets the fathers on campus is, is what I do. Donuts for dads, um, things like all pro dad, read with your dad, homework with your dad. I'm going to get you on campus. I'm going to sell you out if you don't come or whatnot. But I'm, I'm coming to look for you. And those parents, those dads already know that. That's what, you know what I'm saying? With that um, presence of a father, I, I had like 10 kids that cut up out of a thousand of them. You know, because all I got to say is, I'm gonna call you daddy, man. Let me let me get on the phone. Let me call you daddy right now. They'd be like, no, 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 and then that that'll shut it down real quick. So, um, didn't suspend too many or whatnot. If I did suspend, it was over a fight. But yeah, I do handle all this with. Here's, here's why I like that you do it at the elementary level. I think uh, having male figures, um, it, male figures in the school system one, having black male figures in the school system two, and then having black males and males in the school system at the elementary level is so instrumental for how young men and young women develop emotionally and just kind of in general. I think that um, it's one of the things that I, I, I most admire about you. Cause I, I even, 
even from not necessarily being a father, you have a paternal instinct that's like, like evident in how you do. And I know that when you are kind of talking to the young children and even your role in uh, influencing more of the fathers to become more physically present and visually present, I think that helps to um, move stigmas, helps to bring forth maturity, helps to bring forth a, a different idea of who uh, fathers are in general. I know like we just got done with Mother's Day, but we're transitioning into Father's Day that doesn't necessarily always get the recognition um, mm -hmm. um, it deserves. But it's now, uh, these days, especially the idea of who, father, uh, who fathers are, specifically Black fathers in the community, is changing and we need more of what you're doing. Can you speak to maybe uh, why it's important for you to kind of be in the roles that you are in? Um, it's important because like you said, if you start them young, they, they grow up with a certain uh, a moral aspect of life. You know what I mean? Like what my thing is, how can I prepare you to go into this outside world and be a better human being to the next person? Mm. You know, and that is important to me. You know, you not you got a lot of people around here that's not, I'm going to say not friendly, you know. So what can I do for the next person to help you out? Like, I'm a big community service guy. Um, I'm going to extend my right hand when I need to. And that's what I'm trying to teach the youngins um, at this age, even with my fathers. Like, I get a man every Friday every first Friday of the month, you know? And I said, you go back to your boss and you tell your boss that you gotta be with your child. Like this is one of those emergency moments where I need 30, at least 30, 40 minutes to eat breakfast with my child and then I'm gonna come to work, you know? And if a, if a boss can't let you off to go see about your child for 40 minutes, you don't need to work for that person. Mm. You know what I mean? That boss don't understand the value of being a daddy you know so it's it's if you look on the campus and you you make a phone call uh, uh a campus is dominated by female so they gonna show up a mama gonna show up like real quick she only she ain't gonna play no games but it's often that you see daddy show up like come on, i'm calling daddy first uh, i'm calling the daddy for not to say i, I won't call the mom but I'm calling the dad at first and then I call the mama um, because I do have a relationship with the fathers at my school. So it, it is important. Discipline is, is different. Um, a little bit, mama gonna come now. Mama, and nothing against the mama, mama gonna come. But when the daddy come, it's, I'm talking about the, 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 the testosterone and the child goes all the way down. Mm. So it is important to have that that male role model. They don't even have to be the father. It can be the uncle. It can be like a, a male figure um, in that child's life. Hmm. That's important work, Bruce. I like this. I like seeing you like this. You, I mean, you. This is not. This is nothing new. But nothing. like, but uh, but hearing it more in detail, I, I think I, it 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 it's made me grow even more fonder of you as a friend and just kind of your influence in general. I think that's really dope. Um, do you think that, um, talk about 
transitioning from high school into um, maybe going to U.S. and finding your career path? Do you think, A, that being Haitian influenced um, how you would go down that trajectory going to U.S. and then finding your career path? Or uh, if it hasn't, talk about what ha what influenced you in general. Okay, as to going into U.S.? Going to UF and then eventually going into your career. Okay. Um, oh, well, high school, you know, I, well, I was a track and field athlete in high school so and football, so I got, like, scholarships from different schools. But I'm going to tell you, UF denied me at first. Like, they, they, nope, you're not coming here. And I was, okay, well, I ain't going there. I'm going to go to Bethune-Cookman. If that's the case, then I'm going to HBCU. Right. So, it was like I was I was like they was pushing me to go to FAMU and I didn't want to go to Tallahassee. But like a week or two before I was to go to Bethune Cookman, um, I got a letter and it came from UF and I said, UF denied me. Like y'all just denied me. Why y'all writing me back? So here come Mike Powell with a you are accepted to the University of Florida. And I thought about it. I was like, uh, these people, I don't know. It's, this one say decline, this one say accepted. Right. So I had to actually call and make sure that I that's where I wanted to go. And um, I turned down all the scholarships that I had. Hmm. And I said, forget it, I'm just gonna go there. I'm just gonna go two hours up the road to UF. Um, and coming out my Haitian household, my mom was like, oh, that's too far. You know, going to going to Gainesville is too far. You, why about you go right here? Because I was the youngest boy, mm. and she was like, "Nah, you you're not known to be away from me, um, like that." But I I did take I like I said, sacrifice is important. So I did sacrifice. I came to UF. Um, that transition was easy coming out of Haines City High School. We had like four individuals that came out of my high school to go, and I, I'm just gonna say this. When you're Haitian or you're black and you coming out of high school with like a 3.3 GPA and then you got the other top tier people like, where are you going to school at? Or I'm going to UF. And then and other folks find out that's where you're going. How you got in, it turns into a how you got in, but I didn't get in. And they start comparing GPAs. Or whatnot. So it's always a competition, and you have taught me how to compete. You know, the academics didn't go as well as I liked it when we changed the majors. You only get, and people don't know this, and you only get two drops per 60 credits dealing with University of Florida. Those 60 credits, like, man, I'm not used to this. So the transition of making the grades that I made in high school versus college. High school didn't prepare me for what I was going to see in college because I was an athlete in high school. Into college, I'm a regular kid, like a regular student. So I really didn't know how to adjust there until like my junior year or the year when they told me that I'm I'm about to send you back home to Polk County. You know, and they they, they did get they did send me that little email like, man, you're gonna go, and I said, man, this is hard. So. That transition, that transition, it, it, it was tough, man. It, it was really tough. And I, I caught on to Carolyn, Carolyn Peck, the basketball coach who took care of me, great care of me, first black uh, coach at University of Florida. And 
she she grabbed me and that we went we made moves then we set sail on a straight and narrow we set sail so yeah give me a laugh for now but she you know my struggle <laughs> I know, for Brucey. I, I wasn't an athlete in high school. I wasn't an athlete in high school, so I knew what it was. I knew what it was. And it, oh. it, to me, I'm not gonna lie though. It it was a little. It was a little challenging because my first. I did summer B. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the first year I came in, and when I did summer B, I was like, ah, oh, it's just gonna be you know regular da da da. I went into yeah. one of my classes when the professor talked from the beginning to the end. Didn't say nothing like, this is gonna be on the test. This is what yes, you ma'am. know, blah, blah, blah. Went <laughs> to the end and said, read the book. I ended, like, I ended that semester with a C, and I was just kind of like, what? Because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Six chapters in two days. That's what they want from you. I said, I never looked at six chapters. I never looked at one chapter in 30 minutes. And then you want six chapters in two days. <sighs> like, come on, man. We wasn't, we wasn't prepared for that, but we made it out. Did. You know? So what, made, what made you go into um, administration? Like, what made you want to go that route? I always dealt with kids, and it really wasn't me. It was uh, like previous um, principals. Like, man, you'll be great at doing this. I said, no, nah, let me just get in and get out. You know, I, I'm the type of person that get in and get out. Some of it, uh, they said, no, Bruce, I'm going to promote you. Like, uh, you're not going to stay in this position. I'm going to promote you. I said, no, nah, I'd rather stay in what I'm doing now, you know. And um, it was the push, man. It, it, it was the push because they seen how well I dealt with kids. When the kids were were acting up in another class, I, I basically was ISS. And I already had kids with me, but I was basically like, man, take care of this kid. Take care of it. They could be black, white, Spanish, whoever. Man, take care of this kid. And the kids listen. Mm-hmm. So they made me uh, the dean and like of a middle school. And you know, middle school has got straight attitudes. Seventh graders are the worst um, when it comes to attitude and that transition stage. But uh, discipline kind of went down after the first year that I did it. And it, it kept going down because I'm not the type of person that will suspend somebody um, real quick because that's what they want to do. They want to go home. They want to play Fortnite. They want to just hang out um, and do the unnecessary. And I'd be like, man, if I let this kid go home, if I let this kid go home, he might do something outrageous at home versus him being at school. So I got like my offices. I got a big office. So it's set up to where you just going to sit right here and you're going to listen to some Beethoven. And you're going to get some work done. You ain't going home. You know, so wherever I go, that's where you go. Oh, and they don't like they don't like it. Mm. So I, I love everything about it. I love this. Ah, Bruce, I'm so Let's proud of you. Let's talk, Bruce, about what influenced your uh, decision making to um, going into a, a, the profession that you went to. Because I don't know. Well, I guess I don't know if it fits the, the, the mold of the top five. Haitian career uh, choices. It's not doctor, it's not lawyer, it's not, you know, nurse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it, engineer. Engineer. It, it, it's not. And um, one of the things that influenced me was my old teachers. You mm. know, the, the way my old teachers latched on to me, um, coming up, my old coaches coming up uh, back, back in the days. 
um, they really did influence me. Now, of course, you'll have those that say, man, why you got an education? Education don't pay. Education yeah. don't pay, but you got to really look at it like during the, let's just say, use COVID, for example, the teacher's still working. Yeah. <laughs> and I say, man, y'all just be grateful for what y'all got because y'all working from y'all houses. Yeah. And y'all still getting paid. Yeah. And these are professions that people told y'all to throw away. And it's the top tier, some of the top tier professions that, man, I don't have a job. Like, I, I just got let go. I got furloughed or, or whatever the case may be. And but the teachers and stuff still working. So um, it's, it's all it's, it's so worthwhile to see a young mind exceed past the limits that he was set right. um, to like, oh, you ain't going to be nothing. I don't allow my my teachers as an administrator. I don't allow my teachers to say you're not going to make it, or that child is bad, or, you know what I'm saying, call out a child in front of everybody. Yeah. That you ain't going to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because if the kid go off on you, sometimes the kid come in and give you a hint that he's not having a bad, he, he having a bad day or um, different things like that, and you still trying. Yeah. You know, and that's where you come into conflict with a child because you man, you can see he having a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to kick him out of the class. You want me to suspend him. What else you want me to do? You know, so you done sold him out in front of everybody, but you don't expect them to lash out. So it was big to go into that profession, especially for kids that look like me. Yeah. Because I always tell a teacher, a new teacher, that a, a kid not going to learn from me if you don't understand where he came from. That's a good point. So... I'm not, I, I don't want to learn from you. Like, if you know that I got a household, that I'm a baby taking care of babies at home, and things with us, even in the Haitian household, we were in third grade, and we cooking for the babies that's up under us. So um, these babies raising babies, and you got to pick and choose the battles that you want to fight with each and every child um, in the school system. So... Like I said, you, you're not gonna. I'm not gonna want to learn from you if you don't want to understand or take that ride to see the neighborhood that I live in, or you know what I'm saying. I'm a, I, I don't have to be a product of my environment, but then again, it's a lot of stories in those environments too. Oh, and that's what kind of led me to go into the profession. It's not enough for me to help them. Hmm. That's really good. I don't even know how to follow up with that. Honestly, I think that's I think that's 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 really good. You're my people. You're my people. 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 If they wanted to, um, uh, if you wanted to get new followers, do you want new followers? I don't know. But if you do, how can they kind of make contact with you? Or if they have a need, it, it they need to they want to reach you, or they want to maybe talk to you about how uh, about public speaking because you do that well too. And about um, maybe uh, help with uh, navigating uh, kids and discipline, specifically with dads and um, young men or young children. How can they reach you? Um, uh, you can do it, Bruce dot Victor at poke dash fl dot net. Um, that's one or my Instagram. Um, what's my Instagram name, Yemi? Doughboy B Vic. That's what it is. It's, it's Zoboy B Vic. I already got a lot of followers from Don't Rush Challenge. Oh God! Now your head, now your head, your ego's already big. So now that's gonna make you a little high. Let me tell you, Bruce. It was here's how I knew it was big. 
It was my non-US friends sending me like the video. You know how you like you saying like, oh, this is a good don't rush or whatever. Sending me the video. And I said, uh-uh. <laughs> My baby Bruce. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging out in the back. I didn't think it was gonna get that big. Oh I promise you. yeah. Oh I, I yeah. Think it was gonna do all that. <laughs> it put me at the back. Put me at the back. I'll just be chilling. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with that though. I'm proud of you. I'm really thankful that you decided to come on here um and share your wisdom with uh the people and with me. No problem, no problem. Big things coming soon, man. The big things coming soon. Hey, okay. I'm you know come. how I go. That was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with um, Bruce Victor, Bruce Polk County. And Bruce, what are you, his Facebook page used to be uh, Bruce Bruce, aka Polk County. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you are enjoying this in general, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Write me a comment. Give me a, a star rating. If it ain't five, we don't want it. So if it ain't a five, don't put it at all. We're okay with that. <laughs> and if it ain't five, let me know how I can make it a five. You know, tell me what I can do better. Either way, I think we've talked enough. So have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.